0: Hello, Cathedral family and friends. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. We are so glad that you're joining with us, whether you're here in the Bay Area or in other parts of the world. Just to give you a heads up, at the end of our time together, we'll be receiving communion. And so if you have elements around the house, the bread and the cup, we would encourage you to go and and get them and we'll receive communion at the end of this sermon. Well, Lauren, what's the psalm we have for today?
1: The psalm for today is Psalm 150 and it says, Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power and praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp. Praise him with the tambourine and with dancing. Praise him with the strings and the flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. Let everything, everything that has breath praise the Lord.
0: Oh, when you think about it, uh, praise is built into the very fabric of who we are as human beings. When we uh, go to a great play like Hamilton, we want to respond with praise. Or when we're watching a football game and the Raiders actually win, we want to respond with praise. Or when we're at a a concert and it's such a great encore performance, we want to praise. And, And what we do when we come to these times together with other people of God, we focus on the one who is most worthy of our praise and our adoration, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Are you ready to praise and worship? Let's join Pastor Vaughn and our team as they lead us.
2: He brought me
3: Father God, we just rejoice in that fact, Lord, that we are who you say we are. And Father, we also rejoice in the fact that you are who you say you are. You are forever and always our Lord, our Savior, our Master. We put our trust and our hope in you in this moment. We worship you in the name of Jesus. All of God's people said, amen and amen.
1: God, we thank you. We thank you that you are our way maker. We thank you that you are our miracle worker. God, we thank you that in a world of chaos, you are our truth to stand on. We thank you for giving us this firm foundation. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, hello, Cathedral family. Thanks so much for Being with us. We're so glad that you're here with us today. We've got a few things for you. First off, last week we started our small groups called No One Stands Alone. Now we got great feedback from these groups. Our groups had a great time just connecting with each other, talking about the sermon, meeting new people, and just simply being together. Now, if you're not in a small group and you would like to join one, it's super easy to join. All you got to do is go on the church website, cathedraloffaith.org. You can scroll down and then click on, I'd like to join a small group, or you can always give us a call at the church office. Now, as you know, reaching out has really stepped up in ways above and beyond we really ever expected or imagined, and they are still going as strong as ever, and we need your help. We would love to have you volunteer with us. So if you've got some time on a Wednesday or on a Thursday, you can show up to reaching out in the morning to volunteer. We would love to have you be part of our team.
4: Well, thanks, Lauren. And thank you to all the church family for your faithfulness, especially during these challenging days. You know, the same promise that God gave Abraham is the same promise that he's given this church, that he's given to you. He said, I'm gonna bless you for one reason, so the families of this earth will be blessed through you. That's what this church is all about. God wants to bless you so we can be a blessing to our community. And since, you know, since the year 2000, through our college scholarship ministry, we've been able to award over $650,000 to up-and-coming leaders here at our church to pursue a college education that's all made possible through your generosity. And even in the midst of the COVID, we've been able to bless this year 19 recipients with over $29,500 to pursue some of the best colleges and universities in the nation, including I want to give a shout out to Adana, who's part of our youth leadership that she's on her way or at, right now, MIT. So way to go, Adana, to all our college scholarship recipients. And thank you for sowing a seed into the next generation here at Cathedral. And one of the other ways that we're gonna be a big blessing to you, next month, Pastor Vana and our worship teams put together an incredible worship album that's gonna bless your socks off. You. It's gonna encourage you, it's gonna inspire you, it's gonna strengthen you. So stay tuned in the days ahead. Well, thank you to all the church family for all the ways that you give big and small of your time and your talents and resources, especially during this season, to help us be a blessing to our community. There's lots of easy ways for you to give. You can give online at our website. You can give uh, through our cathedral app. You can text the number that's on the screen, or you can simply drop it by the church office during the week or mail your gift into the church. So thank you, thank you, thank you for your faithfulness. We cannot do what God has called us to do without your faithfulness. So let's pray and ask God's blessings on our giving. Heavenly Father, how wonderful and how marvelous is your name. Lord, we celebrate and we praise you for all that you have done, but we celebrate all the things you have yet to do. Lord, thank you for this incredible church family, Lord, This weekend, we bring you our very best and we lay it at your feet. Continue to make this church family a target of your favor. Bless them with health and strength. Bless them with wisdom and influence and bless them with every resource necessary, God, so we can do the wonderful works of love that you've called each of us to do. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done. And may what we give this weekend bring a great big smile to your face. We ask this in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and by the power of your Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, amen. Amen. God bless you as you give, and let's take a look at what God is doing through our Reaching Out food ministry.
0: Stranger Things, winning the battle with the upside down. I heard about a church who were having service. Of course, this was pre-COVID, so they could meet inside their building. And right in the middle of service, out of nowhere, Satan appeared. Where everybody jumps up, even the pastor jumps up and runs out the door as fast as they could except for this one older man who was standing right in the back row. Satan walks up to him and says, do you know who I am? And the man says, sure I do. And Satan says, then why are you still here? And the man said, well, I was married to your sister for 50 years. You don't scare me. I like that guy. He stood his ground. And that's really what we're thinking about standing our ground, that as a believer, life is not so much like a cruise ship, but it's like a battleship. And we find ourselves in this war, this spiritual war that is going on. We have a picture of that war in Ephesians chapter six, it reads this way, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on all God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so you will be able to resist the enemy, In the time of evil, then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground. In other words, it may sound strange, but if you pull back the curtain, we find that there are evil supernatural forces who are at work in our world. And their aim is to destroy you. Believe it or not, they once tried to destroy God. Let's get a little backstory on them. There was an angel by the name of Lucifer. He was one of the most prominent, powerful angels there were. But he was not satisfied with his position. Instead, he wanted to be the one in charge. And so he led a rebellion against God in his pride. In Isaiah chapter 14, we read, How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, for you have said in your heart, I will exalt my throne. I will be like the most high. Of course, they found out they could not destroy God. And yet it seems they didn't learn their lesson because God, when he showed up on earth in the person of Jesus, they once again tried to destroy him. They took Jesus and nailed him to a cross and they thought, well, they thought they had finally had their way. But it ends up Jesus turned the tables on them, even on the cross. The Bible says in Colossians chapter two, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. They could not destroy God. So they turn their sights on you because you are the one whom God loves. You are the one who is made in the image of God. And if you're a believer, you're the one who is a threat to the devil and his kingdom. The battle is real. The battle is raw. And yet because of Christ, we can win the victory. And the Bible tells us about the equipment God gives us to win the victory. Last week, we looked at putting on the belt of truth. And today, I want to talk about wearing our chest protector. Have you noticed that we went from having no sports at all to having every sport on TV at one time? I saw this one picture of the Dallas Cowboys, and it read, coronavirus tip. Wear a Dallas Cowboy jersey, and you won't catch anything. Football is on, basketball's on, hockey's on, golf's on, and baseball is on. In fact, it's great to have our friend, part of the Cathedral family, Travis Ishikawa, in service today. You never know who you're going to meet in church. Now, baseball teams, I've been watching a little baseball because both of the Bay Area teams are in the hunt for the playoffs. And in baseball, there is this one position called the catcher. Now, in my opinion, it is the most difficult position to play. I mean, here you are. You have to squat behind the plate for almost three hours. The pitcher is throwing a ball at you, traveling about 90 miles an hour. A batter is in front of you trying to hit the ball. And if he swings and he misses, somehow some way you're supposed to see the ball and catch the ball through the mask you're wearing. That sounds hard to me, and that's why it's the one position I never wanted to play. Well, when a catcher steps out onto the field to do battle He always wears his chest protector. I read that the first chest protectors were developed back in the 1800s. They would wear them under their uniforms and they would call them sheepskins. Now today, I mean, they're, they're high tech foam that protects the players. And when they step out onto the field, they always are wearing their chest protector because If left unprotected, a hard-thrown baseball would not only leave a bad bruise on your body, it could puncture a lung. It could disrupt the rhythm in your heart. And that's why a chest protector is so important for those vital organs. The Bible says this about our chest protector. In Ephesians chapter six, stand firm them with the belt of truth, buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place. What would it look like this week to have the breastplate of righteousness, our chest protectors on? Think with me about two things. The first one has to do with being right with God. Being right with God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 reads this way. Christ didn't have any sin, but God made him become sin for us. So we can be made right with God because of what Christ has done for us. Over here, I have part of my son-in-law's baseball card collection. Now, when I was young, I collected baseball cards, but when I went away to college, my mom threw them all away. Don't you hate when that happens? If she hadn't have thrown away all my baseball cards, I'd probably be retired on a golf course somewhere in Palm Springs. Maybe it's a good thing she threw them away because I'm way too young to retire. And even after four years, Cathedral family, well, I'm not finished. I'm just getting started. Can somebody say amen to that? Uh, Baseball cards, when you look at them, you'll find that on the one side of the card, there's a picture. And on the other side of the card, there are the statistics. Now, as a baseball player, if you get a hit one out of three times, you know, you're doing pretty good. But imagine if you got a hit every time you got up to bat. Not only during one year, but when you were in Little League, you always got a hit. When you were in high school, you always got a hit. When you were in college, you always got a hit. When you were in the minor leagues, you always got a hit. When you turned pro, you always got a hit. You never grounded out. You never flied out. You never struck out. Every year you batted a thousand. Wouldn't that be something? Did you know that's one way you can get to heaven? If you can live a perfect moral life, if you can bat a thousand, if you can get it right every single time, you can go to heaven. Of course, the problem is none of us have batted a thousand. I know I haven't. And my guess is you haven't either. If you think you've batted a thousand, let me talk to your wife because there's no such thing as a perfect person. One lady, she's been waiting for the perfect man. And as you can see, she's been waiting a very long time because none of us have been perfect. None of us. So we can't get to heaven on our own card. And yet, There is Jesus. Jesus is the only one. Every time in Jesus' life, he did the right thing. He made the right choice. Check his stats. He lived a sinless life. He is the only one in human history who batted a thousand. He lived the perfect life that we could not live. And then he died the death that you and I deserve to die. And when we put our faith and trust in him, he gives us his card, the perfect card. And that becomes our ticket to heaven. The way we're made right with God, it's not because of what we have done. It's because of what he has done. It's not because of how good we are. It's about, it's because of how good he is. When we get to heaven, we're not going to walk around saying, look what we did. We're going to walk around saying, look what he did. Isn't that a great thing? You know, the anthem of the believer is this. My hope is built on nothing less, but Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean, On Jesus' name, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. It's not my card. It's the card of Jesus Christ and him only. This is what gets me right with God and keeps me right with God. And this is where the enemy attacks. Because what Satan tries to do is to mix up those cards. One of the names uh, for Lucifer is Satan. And the name Satan means the adversary, the accuser. And that's one of the big ways he attacks us. He opposes us by accusing us. See, he'll wave your card at you And he'll show you how many times you've struck out, how bad you are, how evil you are. And then he'll say to you, you're not right with God. You'll never be right with God. Look at your card. Think with me for a moment about the difference between the conviction of the spirit and the accusation of the enemy. When the spirit does his work and convicts us, it's always to turn our hearts toward God to get rid of our guilt and our shame. When Satan accuses us, it's always to turn our hearts away from God and to keep us stuck in our guilt and our shame. For example, when you repent or when you confess or when you make restitution, the the accusation will not stop. You repented, but you didn't repent enough. You confessed, but you didn't confess enough. You made restitution, but you didn't make restitution enough. And the accusations continue to pepper you with fastball after fastball. And if one of them gets through and hits you in your heart, I've seen people who under the weight of those accusations, oh my I've seen them spiral into depression and very deep and dark despair. I've seen people under that kind of pain act out and take it out on friends and family members. And I've seen other people under those accusations that Satan just takes the very heart out of them, out of their work and out of their ministry. That's what he tried to do to a great leader and reformer by the name of Martin Luther. Martin Luther writes about these epic battles he used to have with the adversary and his accusations. Anytime you're doing a great work with God, a great work for God, know this, there's gonna be a great target on your back. And there would be these relentless accusations that the enemy would bring against Martin Luther. He would whisper in his ear, remember when you did this, remember when you did that. And when that happened, what Martin Luther would do is he would sit down, pull out a piece of paper, and begin to write down each of those accusations. After a while, he would say, are you sure you're done? There has to be more. And he would create a list of all of those sins. And then across that list, he would write the blood of Jesus Christ. And that had a way of shutting up the enemy. Well, the Bible says in Romans chapter eight, who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one. For God himself has given us right standing with himself. Who then will condemn us? no one for Christ. Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, interceding, pleading for us. Oh, friend, it's not because of what we have done. It's because of what Jesus has done. He has given us his card. And when the enemy reminds you of your past, You remind him of his future. That's one way we put on the chest protector. A second way is this. It has to do with living right here on earth. You see, living right will not get you to heaven. But living right will bring more heaven to earth. It really will. Jesus said this in Matthew chapter 5. He said, blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for what is right. They will be filled. When I was young, there was a, uh, a psychologist who was very popular. She had her own TV show. She wrote a syndicated column that was in the newspaper. She had best-selling books. Uh, she was the go-to person in the mainstream when it came to Psychology. And she once made this observation about people who were good and people who were happy. Dr. Joyce Brothers said this, I see that people who are good are people who are happy. And people who are happy are people who are good. The heart's not empty. Instead, the heart is full. And Jesus' promise goes even further than that. He doesn't say blessed are those who are good all the time. If he would have said that, we would all be in trouble. Because we, even when we have a pretty good day, we're not good all the time. He is good all the time, but we're not good all the time. But instead he says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. If you start to long for doing the right thing, if you increase your appetite for doing the right thing. Lead your life that way. There'll be more satisfaction, more favor, more happiness. Your heart won't be empty. Your heart will be full. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things, with good things. Doing the right thing won't get you to heaven, but it'll sure bring a little more heaven on earth. Think about the opportunity that you and I have each day. It's a little bit like this sheet of music. When someone gives you a, a score sheet, a blank score sheet to fill in, the ultimate goal is not to write a bad score to put a bad score on the sheet. If that was just the ultimate goal, then what you could do is you could leave the sheet blank and there would be nothing bad on that sheet. I mean, think about your own life. I can tell you the ultimate goal is not just avoiding the bad. I can take you to a place where nobody ever does anything bad. It's right down the street at the cemetery. They don't do anything bad. They just don't do anything. So that's not the goal the ultimate goal. It starts with not doing the bad. But the real target here is to fill up this score sheet with the right notes and the right chords and the right rhythm and the right pauses. So at the end of the day, you have created a beautiful piece of music. Did you know you are God's work of art? And every day when you get up, He wants to create such beautiful music with your life in the way that you engage your world. Well, there's more of the sound of heaven right here on earth. Living right won't get you to heaven, but it'll bring a little more heaven right here on earth The Bible says in Philippians chapter two, it says it is God who is working in you. He helps you want to do what pleases him and he gives you the power to do it. That's our God. He creates the desire and then he gives us the power. Now, when you look at at doing the right thing, it has what I call the personal dimension and the social dimension to it. Let's talk about the personal dimension first. I saw this quote, and the quote reads this way. It said, If you can always be cheerful, if you can resist complaining, if you can face the world without lies and deceit, if you can take criticism and blame without resentment, if you can eat the same food every day and be grateful for it, if you can overlook it when those you love take it out on you when something goes wrong, If you can say honestly that deep in your heart you have no prejudice against creed or color or religion or politics, then, my friend, you are almost as good as your dog. Almost. That's why I'm a dog guy. Each day, when we are a little more loving, a little more patient, a little more kind, Each day, when we have a little more self-control, we are a little more gentle, we're a little more honest. Each day, when we don't vent all our emotions on Facebook, I saw this one picture, a guy says, dude, you vent too much in your Facebook status updates, we're your friends, not your therapist. If in that one day you can be better than your dog and be more and more like Jesus Christ, if in that one day you can say, I'm not what I'm going to be, but thanks be to God, I'm not what I used to be. You are growing in personal maturity. There's a personal dimension to your righteousness and there's also a social dimension to your righteousness that we are involved in creating a better society, a society where the elderly are treated with dignity, where the unborn life is protected, where there's less violence in the homes and on the streets, where there's more integrity in the workplace and where there's less prejudice and racism in our world. Like Dr. Martin Luther King, who was also a spiritual leader and reformer. He said this, he said, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. We aim for a better Society, a little more heaven right here on earth where there is compassion for the poor. I hear at Cathedral, there are a lot of things we don't get right. (laughs) But on this one thing, it seems to me by the grace of God, we're doing pretty well. Compassion for the poor. Did you know that this year alone, we've given out over $25 million worth of food to needy families within our community. And we've done this at a time where we haven't been able to meet in our church building for 6 months. How in the world can we do that? We can do it because of the amazing people at Cathedral of Faith. People like Reuben. Reuben is one of our volunteers. Now he is retired. He was a chief mechanic for Jaguar and he retired. But when you retire, you, you can't retire to nothing. If you retire to nothing, you'll be dead before you're dead. And so when he retired, he started volunteering. He's one of our, well, he volunteers everywhere at the church, but especially at reaching out. And when the pandemic hit, he stepped up. We needed somebody that would take groceries to senior complexes all around the South Bay. And he said, I'll do it. And him and his team, they have delivered groceries to 28,000 seniors in our community. That is over 100,000 boxes of food that lets them know they matter to God and we care about them. Reuben is one of the many cathedral of faith rock stars. The Bible says this in Psalm 92. It says, those who do what is right will grow like a palm tree. When they get old, they will still bear fruit. Like young trees, they will stay fresh and strong. I like that verse. Living right won't get you to heaven, but it will bring a little more heaven right here on earth. Let me ask you a question. Have you put on your chest protector today? We're getting ready to celebrate the Lord's table. So if you have your elements, I'd encourage you to get them at this time. But I want to invite you, if you've never put your trust in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you haven't said, well, my hope is in him. If you've been depending on your own righteousness, instead of the righteousness of Jesus Christ, today can be the day you receive him and his work into your life. Say this prayer after me, Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me like you do. I receive you of my savior. I put you in charge of my life. Thank you for what you did in your life and your death and your resurrection. My hope and my trust is in you. Amen and amen. Now, if you have those elements with you, take the bread. Jesus, we thank you for your body that was broken for us. Because you were broken, we are made whole. Let's eat of the body of our Lord. jesus thank you for your blood which was shed for the forgiveness of our sins we receive your grace and your mercy that covers all of our past and releases us into our destiny let's drink of the blood of our lord thank you jesus right now cedric and Megan are coming to share with you a beautiful song called There Is Jesus.
5: Every time I try to make it on my own Every time I try to stand and start to fall And all those lonely roads that I have traveled on There was Jesus When the life I built came crashing to the ground When the friends I had were nowhere to be found I couldn't see it then but I can see it there was Jesus In the waiting, in the searching In the healing, in the hurting Like a blessing buried in the broken pieces Every minute, every moment Where I've been or where I'm going Even when I didn't know it I couldn't see it there was Jesus. For this man who needs amazing kind of grace. For forgiveness at a price I couldn't pay. I'm not perfect, so I thank God every day. There was Jesus. There was Jesus in the shadows of the alley. There was Jesus in the
0: Thank you, Seti and Megan, for that beautiful song. And thank you for joining us for today's service. If you need prayer, please uh, contact us on social media or call us at the church office. We would love to stand with you and pray with you. And don't forget, right after uh, the service, the rap starts. And so stay tuned for that. It's a great way to take the application of the sermon deeper. I wanna speak God's blessing over you. Remember, this is a season where we're emphasizing no one stands alone. If you haven't plugged into one of the small groups for Zoom, uh, please do that because we wanna make sure nobody at Cathedral of Faith is standing alone. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And I pray that this week, especially this week, you will lean in to the mercy and the grace of our God. Live it. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Love you, Cathedral.
3: What's up, Cathedral of Faith?
1: All's Come on in. inside.
3: This is the rap where no one stands alone. Oh, body. So we're here together, and we're going to get into this. So Pastor Ken's doing a great job bringing us these great messages and that are spurring our conversations in our small groups. So if you're just starting your small group, we ask that you just uh, just engage in this conversation with us, and let's just see what the Spirit of God is is leading us into this week. So as we get into it, Ramel, Aurora, Lily, Irene, and Vaughn, here we go. Miss Lily, what stuck out to you?
6: I really loved what Pastor Ken shared on his first point about being right with God. Because I feel like we got to remind ourselves that if, if we can't save ourselves, we don't have that strength to, you know, get to heaven on our own. We don't have that strength to necessarily protect our hearts here on earth by ourselves. If we think about the function of, the breastplate and what a, what a chest protector does, it, it protects your heart, your your lungs, all of your vital, all of your sensitive, your most tender organs. And in that same way, that breastplate protects those tender parts of your soul. You know, it, it, it keeps us from being bitter and, and angry and those things. So we really need that. And it's not just something that we can do by ourselves. And because our heart is
7: deceiving, right? Mm. And that's why we need that breastplate of righteousness. And, uh... And I can just imagine so being a warrior and wearing that, it's a heavy protection. So there is that heaviness, there is that time that you need to get used to that, wearing that. But you need to, so that is what gets us stronger by seeking God's righteousness every single day. So our heart doesn't get diseased
8: and our spirit, you know, be renewed every day. I think the way um, this reminds me of when Pastor Ken said that it's not like a cruise ship, but it's like a battleship. And so I thought about this. I was like, do I wake up every day like I'm going to go into battle? Because if I really thought, like, I'm going into battle, there would be a way I'd wake up. And I'd be prepared and early and, oh, my goodness, and checking these. But sometimes I I just wake up and I'm not prepared for battle. And so that just encouraged me, like, okay, I mean, do you really live like this? I, as it, Like we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but do we engage? Are you engaging every single day? And God, I want to engage.
9: I, I like the, the multifaceted purpose of this breastplate here, right? It mm-hmm. prepares us for battle, protects us in battle, strengthens us for battle, mm-hmm. that this breastplate gets put on us. Mm-hmm. And he, Pastor Ken puts it this way. He says, you know, we can get it right, but with the breastplate, of righteousness, it will keep us right. It's easy enough to get things right but it's one of the tougher things to keep things right. And as as the enemy strikes convictions at you and at your chest and tries to get at your heart, Pastor Ken says, this breastplate, you know, protects you and makes sure the, the conviction of the spirit is protected, you know, to keep you uh, moving in, in the right direction um, for your life
8: and i also think that just like with the cards that he had when he's talking about having a card i thought that was such a great illustration because like there's nothing i can hold up that is worth anything but the fact that i have the opportunity gift by god to actually hold up a card that is jesus and perfection is like it's pretty overwhelming yeah it's a
3: great analogy right uh, It's something tangible you can kind of see and yeah. you can kind of comprehend for those who who are, enjoyed the baseball analogies that Pastor yeah. Ken was using, uh, we were just talking about this earlier. If you, in your lifetime in the in the major leagues, if you hit 3 out of 10, if you hit 300, you're going to the Hall of Fame. Like, that's as good as it gets, man. Like, and 3 out of 10, like, if we were just telling me, like, I got 3 out of the 10 things Irene asked me to get at the grocery yeah. store,
7: yeah. <laughs> like, that's not Failed. real good, yeah. right?
3: So, like, so I think it puts it in. You. In the context that, like, it makes me think of the, uh, the scripture, too, where it says, even our righteousness, the best we can do is as filthy rags. You know, the best we can do is as filthy rags. So the need, right, yeah. for this breastplate, you know, it's not just for cosmetic looks. Yeah. It right. is an absolute necessity. Like, right. if you, like, he used it in the context of a catcher. Like, right. could you imagine being a catcher, you know going out and and catching someone throwing over 90 swinging a bat and you just like oh i didn't get hit last inning so i don't really need this thing and then you get one hit dude and you're done it could be like Lethal. it's just yeah so it's just a but then the yeah the the stat right the mm-hmm. baseball cards jesus's perfection is is given to us yeah. like it's an absolute miracle.
7: You might create uh, a dent when we get hit like mm, that, yeah. but it will not break our heart. Yeah. Oh, you know yeah. that pro- we, like you said, we need that protection every single day.
6: It reminds me of the the passage he mentioned, Romans eight thirty three, where it starts saying like God gave us that right standing. He mm, yes. He died for us. He already did that, and it also made me think like Yes, all the things that God gives us, the way that He protects us, like that's part of His nature. Mm. Yes. But it's also on the table because we need it, mm-hmm. you know. It's not like, oh, you know, if, you, if you're you feeling like it, here's yeah. a breastplate. It's like, no, like, you're not going to make it, yeah. <laughs> you know. And even that at the beginning of that Ephesians passage, it says, like, you know, be strong in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's not, like, a, a good idea. That's an Come imperative, on. like, you're going to d- yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah.
9: Trust me. You, yeah. need, you need this. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the, the statement is to stand firm, right? Yeah. Right, to stand firm, stand strong, um, because man, there be might be a lot of people that are feeling like I ain't anywhere close to being right. right. Yeah. But, but the yeah. word is to stand firm, mm-hmm. because Pastor Ken says it this way man, but you know, I may not be where I'm gonna be, mm-hmm. but thank God I'm not where I used to be. Yeah. Yeah. So let's stand firm and, and and and
7: and you were just saying, like, you know, don't get used to, like, you know, reading the Bible every single day and then, you know, worshiping God, praying, and then you feel, like, a little strong. And, oh, I checked all oh, my boxes. Yeah, and I it's don't like, need uh, this, you know. Mm-hmm. And then the, the deceiver mm-hmm. come and get you with mm-hmm. your weakness or whatever it is that he, he knows what your weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, then you find yourself
8: mm. down or mm-hmm. depressed or mad and angry. And you know, and all it takes is like Pastor Ken said, is one fastball. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I yes. thought, like, if if I'm sitting there and I don't, if I look at life like I'm a catcher, whoa, that's in, that's pretty deep.
3: Mm-hmm. Do you want to yeah. say something about that? No.
8: Oh, <laughs> I thought you were looking at me because you're like, yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. no, it's
3: good. Yeah. <laughs> I I and it, I think going moving. Uh, we just got some time. We gotta get to the second part of how he said that. Um. What what was the second point? Living right. Living right, right. Living right. right. Living right. Yeah. So it, he's saying a living right doesn't get us to heaven, but it brings heaven, more heaven, right. here to our earth. So let's unpack that one for well, I,
9: I I think that's why this season of small groups is awesome. Yes. Because in this kind of small group setting, in your small group setting, it gives us a chance to, you know, live right together. Mm-hmm. And with, with everything that we share together, I mean, it helps, you know, get us up a little bit taller. helps us yeah. kind of get that breastplate and we help each other fasten it on and, and get this idea of what that means and, and how that looks like in our lives. And that's part of bringing a little more heaven um, here yeah, on earth. Yeah, absolutely.
6: I think Aurora mentioned something really powerful that, you know, that a breastplate feels heavy. It feels exhausting, yeah. and sometimes we we feel a heavy weight, and it's like, oh, is this God? Like, should I? Maybe I should take it off. It's not like I don't like it. But even when we we strengthen ourselves, we become more spiritually mature. It's out of that that we start making the right choices, that we start doing the right things, right. because it's easy to have the mentality like, oh, if I do this right, you know, like God will love me more. When that's, right. that's not possible, He already loves you. That's right. But when you're in the relationship, it, it flows so much more naturally. Yeah.
3: And, I, and, and then just to kind of repack that, like, the, you, we're, not, we're not winning and performing for God yes. to get into heaven, but it, it really is, we will find ourselves living a better life, a more fruitful life, a happier life, as Pastor Ken mentioned. That's right. Um, when we act, uh, when we behave in the good, mm-hmm. it will bring more good things into our world. It will create a better relationship with your wife or your children or your friends or your work environment. You start to live it out like in the community, it will create more heaven right here on earth.
9: That's right.
8: Yeah. Our scripture is Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. And then here's the promise of God they shall be filled. So, for every single one of us, let's wake up with that. Let's hunger and thirst with that promise that God is going to fill us.
3: Well, Cathedral of Faith, no one's standing alone here in this season. Not, not,
5: not anymore. We, <laughs>
3: that's right. We are standing together. We're putting on our breastplate of righteousness. Mm-hmm. And we're living out this truth uh, together. So I, we, we pray with you right now that, Lord, you would bless their study. That you would bless their conversation. That you would just inspire their thoughts. that And, and give them the freedom to express what they're feeling, what they're hearing, what they're learning. And may we all become better because of it. God, we thank you that you are our righteousness, God. And we give thanks in that. And we celebrate what you're doing here in us, yes. here at Cathedral of Faith. And all God's people said, amen. 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 And as always, Cathedral it's, of Faith, it's a wrap. It's a wrap.